Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hey everyone, so welcome back to the second episode of Inside China Tech. Today we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Jane Manchun Wong. So just a little bit of an introduction about Jane. She is a 23-year-old university student who's, you know, she's studying in the US, but she's originally from Hong Kong. And she's kind of gained a bit of a following on Twitter for her reverse engineering of popular apps like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So what she does is basically, you know, um, she reverse engineers, she looks at the source code and tries to uncover hidden features. Jane will, you know, be with us um, to talk about what she does and why she does it. And yeah, I think it should be a very interesting podcast. Also, if you have not listened to our previous podcast, which was the very first episode on Singles Day and Short Video, I recommend that you do that right after listening to this one. But yeah, otherwise, enjoy. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Jane. Welcome to Inside China Tech. Hi, hi, everybody. Um, yeah, Jane, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm actually a Hong Konger. I I, I grew up, I, I was born and grew up in Hong Kong, and then I'm studying in in UMass Dartmouth in 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 the states as a computer science student. In my free time, I scoop apps. What exactly is scooping apps? What does that mean? It's kind of like so scooping apps is like reverse engineering apps. That's you kind of like see the logics behind the apps and then see what's interesting about that. Maybe sometime the apps will come with with the and release features. So when I figure out a way to make that happen, then I will just tweet about it. Okay, so let me get it straight. So when you get like an app like Facebook, what you do is that you go into the app and you look at um, the code yep. in the app. Yeah, the code. Yeah. And then yeah. so, you know, within the code, you sort of reverse engineer and see what kind of features yeah. that they've embedded in it. But why why do we do that? Why, you know, why do you need to go in and look at the features? Like, won't the features already be in the Facebook app itself? Yeah, um, so, so that's this thing called A-B testing, um, which is like um, before the feature got launched globally, um, some companies, they might... They might want to pick maybe just a small sample of the entire population to see maybe like the behavior, like what's was the behavioral change before um be, when the feature is is um, being tested to them um to to kind of improve and refine that before the global launch. Mm. So this is for like features that they haven't released um currently in in the app. Is that right? Yeah. So that like they might want to test like. They might, yeah, they, they might want to test um, with other maybe Facebook employees who are using that app or just a small population in somewhere in the world. 
Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so for them to A-B test, they would have to have that code embedded in the app, but only released to some users. So maybe, like Jane, if you are, you know, if Facebook is conducting A-B testing on the both of us, for example, so maybe you might get access to a feature that I don't have access to in the same Facebook app. Correct. Um, ah, okay. Correct, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's there and something will happen naturally, not naturally, but something will happen mm. and and it will get activated in your version of the app. I see. So, okay. So what are some of the features you have, um, you know, sort of uncovered in your hobby of scooping apps? Like, like, like what sort of features have you sort of uncovered in, you know, when you're scooping apps? Like what kind of apps do you scoop? And like, what are some of the big features you have discovered? That's that's like, we we can talk whole day about that. (laughs) Maybe pick the, like the, 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 the top, Three, like the the one your favorite ones, or the ones that you know really felt was super interesting for users. I think like like um, speaking of like being interesting to users, I guess like the most interesting feature could be, I guess like Twitter encrypted um DM um because around like few months back before I scooped this feature, kind of Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO, kind of mentioned he might work on. Encryptions, and and then and then like I found a way to scoop that in Twitter's app, and then I, I made it possible, and I tweet about that, and then and then it was kind of, it, it it went viral on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. But uh, this was this was fairly recent. And it wasn't recent. It was like half year ago. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So when you say encrypted DMs, you mean like end to end encryption, something like what WhatsApp is doing now. Yeah. And Twitter wanted to do it in yeah. their DMs, which which is kind of like end to end encryption, where um, ideally Twitter themselves would not be able to read the contents inside the messages. Mm. And what about yeah? What about um, Facebook? I think I saw on your Twitter that you had. Uh, uncovered something about Facebook wanting to launch like a dating feature. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, the dating feature. I think I kind of saw that before the launch, but like I, I wasn't sure what that was about. Like when I see that, I saw references of location, maybe like um, fun facts, something like that. And then I wasn't sure what's that about until the launch. Oh, so that's that's about dating. Oh, okay. So while after that, I managed to find a way to 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 turn that on the onboarding process um the, the screen on and then and then take took some screenshot and then post it on 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 twitter that was like when i was like kind of like chilling in a, a coffee shop and then i i i figured out maybe like that's the friday 4 p.m in boston so i figured out maybe that that's the perfect time to process so i, I was taking a sip and i just clicked tweets and then it went completely viral. Like I guess the um I, I guess um Casey Newton at The Verge kinda picked that up first and then he he wrote an article about that and then it, it went absolutely crazy over the entire weekend. So a lot of yeah. the tech media I think in the US probably um watch your Twitter very closely in terms of, you know, to be interested in like, oh what Facebook is launching or what Snapchat's launching or what Twitter might be launching next. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, maybe tell us a little, like for like for this, you do it like I mean, I, I you're a student, right? What do you study? I study computer science. Okay, so but you do this like on the side. It's like uh. Yeah, on the side, it's it's completely my hobby. Is not. Huh? It's 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 not for like anything extrinsic. 
I got no money rewarded by, by by scooping apps and yeah, it's just completely my hobby. I guess like I guess a way to put that is um I myself I personally use Facebook apps like all the apps I scoop about I just try to get the most out of those apps. So what what drives I mean apart from you know passion and interest of like sort of reverse engineering like I guess it's 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 like a challenge right you want to uncover what the different um what each app is sort of hiding like the secret features but what what other sort of um aspect of this motivates you to scoop to scoop these companies yeah um as as briefly mentioned like I I want to get the most out of the apps, but every time when you see the app updates, you all almost always see um, improvements and bug fixes. Like that's it. Like they're not being transparent about what's changed inside the app, like what's, what what comes with the app. And I want to know that so much. So so like um, usually when the update pushes, I just I just like reverse engineer the apps and see what's changed and then turn something on and then and then to tweet about it because because like I, I, I guess like um our f- I we we own our phone, right? It's it's not the Facebook own our Facebook doesn't own our phone. And I guess like what hap- what's happening in our phone, like we deserve to know what's behind the scene, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um how did you get into sort of scooping apps or you know I mean um, clearly I mean if you're talking about tech and a lot of like software engineering and like sort of coding and like this this I think at least in the US and probably also in China is still largely a very male dominant scene so how did you you know get into this um, you know how did you become interested in it how did you start getting into scooping apps I I, I don't really see like I I didn't really think about the gender aspect behind it. I mean, I mean tech is tech, right? So so like to to me, I, I yeah, to me like like um when I scoop apps, um it, it was completely um my interest. Maybe tell me a little bit more about your journey. Like how did you um become interested in coding and technology like were you always interested in this as a child or did you like pick up interest like down the road or what was the situation yeah i i first i i feel like back then i when i was around like four to five years old i figured um there's this concept called the internet and where you can connect with people all around the world i find it very fascinating so so i started looking into it and i started like and using the computer sometimes I like um so, sometimes um my dad doesn't want me to just freely browse the internet because that's the internet <laughs> and what's he worried about that you would uh stumble upon you yeah, know things you shouldn't be seeing and yeah, as a kid yeah some something yeah you you get it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah like like I I do that and then my dad just um he figured that out and he put password on internet explorer so what i did is i went to a public library and then i i borrowed a cd rom with uh, firefox in it and i installed it and that's how i kind of circumvent um the internet explorer password and then and then he put the password into the win on windows itself and then i installed linux Mm -hmm. and then he put a password into the computer itself so i 
remove the battery from the motherboard and then insert that back in so you cannot reset the password. And at that point, he gave up um, on controlling my computer. And he just unplugged the internet and let me to mess with my computer at that time. Yeah, sometimes I, like, sometime I mess something up, I had to reinstall that. So that happens like, like, like every week. Yeah. Yeah, so so like um, about like reverse engineering, so so there was this um, Chinese typing contest back in um, sec- when I was in secondary school. It, it just sec- a casual, all for fun contest. Um, so I found maybe there's something I can kind of make it make the result funny. So so I I open up, I right click on the page and I see a view source and then and then I see oh so it's is made of JavaScript, so I look into it and then I I kind of like see the op, uh, the logic behind the code, and then I alter it and then and then so figure out um the way they count how fast a person type is by submitting the amount of seconds to the server. So I'm thinking, hmm, what if I just submit like zero seconds? What if I just submit like negative infinity seconds? And and it works. So it turns out. Um, because I submitted zero second to the server, and then the server kind of like did not check about whether this value is uh, sensible. So I become technically become like the the first in the school. <laughs> I I became the fastest person of typing. You yeah. have zero seconds, so you took yes. zero seconds to finish typing. Zero seconds, everything. <laughs> or, or like minus one, yeah. Yeah. So what did yeah. the teachers say, or you know, what was their reaction when yeah, they be- realized you? Had tempered or or sort of like changed the value in the system. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, it's just all casual and all for fun. So he didn't kind of gave up on the whole typing contest campaign. He just let let go. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. What was the first app that you reverse engineered, and how did you think about doing that? Like, how did you actually get into this um, hobby of tinkering with apps? It's been my hobby since be- long before I tinkered the the apps. So one time I kind of stumbled into the structure of the Android apps, and then and then I thought about maybe that there must be there could be something interesting co- co- going on behind the apps. So I kind of like uh, unpack it and then kind of see the logic behind it, and then and then the, it took me like the first few try until the first group happened. Um, but it, it it was it was fun. Like like um to me like um when I look into the app, I, I I'm fascinated about like how enormous the scale is inside the Facebook app, and like it, it was like huge. And so so I'm I think like since it is so huge, then um there must be something that I can talk about because in scale um there must be some bugs I can play around. And then one day, I found a way to turn something on, and then that's how I start everything about scooping apps. And then and and then I will apply the same logic to other apps, maybe like different ways. There's always some variance of 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 how how it works. But but like um, when I reapply it to everything else, and then and then like that that's how I start thinking. Um, Instagram, Snapchat, um, Twitter, Slack, PayPal, Famo, and and more. Is there a difference between scooping apps 
and that are Android and iOS? Yeah, uh, there's certainly some um, differences um, because um, the way how Android works and the way how iOS works is uh, structurally a little different, and and Apple puts a lot of efforts on securing the the iOS itself, um, which explains why it's been like very hard to jailbreak it these days, and so so like it's to certainly. It takes different approach to reverse um, iOS apps. It's not saying nothing is impossible, but it's harder. So, but yeah. for you, you um, work primarily with Android apps. Yeah, because because uh, I personally use um, Android apps myself. So I'm actually quite interested to get your take on, um, say, you know, there's always a lot of talk about like safety in different sort of operating systems, like iOS safety and like Android, you know, like and so as an Android user. Um, do you do you, do you think that the Android system is less secure? I don't know if secure is the right word, but I don't know. What what's your general take on it? Yeah, I think I think like um a great thing about Android is is um is is very the platform is very open, so open that um sometimes when they ask you for this permission, you wouldn't think about you you wouldn't expect. Um, that will allow the app to to um, scoop everything um, something else from your phone. For example, like um, there was this app. Um, I kind of like um, I kind of do something to listen what the app talks to the server. In, in the middle, it's called a man in the middle attack. So one time I see like it sends my uh, my cell phone signal tower the ID of it, uh, which. Well, which carrier behind my phone and um, my neighboring Wi-Fi and all those of stuff to to the server and I was shocked because because like the only I only expected to give um, this permission for uh, GPS my location but they send all this stuff to the server and then and then they might use this for something else maybe like um, to to know like where you live. Um, who neighbor is and whether like um, who lives in your household and all those of stuff. So this is yeah. um, is this an Android issue or is this like uh, like the app that was that you were using that was specifically collecting data? I think I think like um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't just pinpoint like point the finger to specific one thing, but like um, that's. I I guess that's a compromise of um the en- openness of Android. Yeah, it, it it will allow companies to do that. Just be but to me, like just because they can't do it, that doesn't mean they should do it, right? So how do you yeah. sort of deal with, you know, being an Android user, having these apps on your phone? You know, obviously they have um they they it's so open, like you said, and they can get, you know permissions to I guess much a bigger amount of things compared to iOS am I right in saying that yeah um so how do you sort of balance being an Android user being concerned about your data and also sort of like yeah and and scooping apps um to sort of see like how how do you sort of juggle between these three like how do you sort of rationalize um to me personally um I I just it it really depends on how much you trust the company, really, but um, but, and you just you just I I I guess 
that's that's the compromise behind me being able to scoop apps, right? <laughs> so the, yeah, there was yeah, for example, like um, there was one of those feature like where where Facebook app would require location permission, and it, and then I found um, a nearby friend map feature, but um, it wouldn't work unless I give them permission to my location, which also permits them to collect um, my neighboring Wi-Fi. So I guess that's the compromise. But um, before I start scoping apps, I just used the website version of the app, not of, of Facebook. Is there anything apart from like passion or hobby, like, you know, the fact that it's your hobby that drives you to um, scoop apps? Like you said, it's not from like, you know, you're not motivated by money or, you know, possible bug bounties or anything. You do it out of interest. But is there something deeper that, that motivates you? I guess to me, um, what's in store in our phone, we we deserve to know what's behind what's going on. Um, I guess like you you wouldn't want to buy a device into your house and then and then it will secretly film you when you're sleeping and then it uploads to the server. You wouldn't want that, right? Then we wouldn't want that kind of black box in our in our home. So I guess like these day, um, I I our cell phones are more personal, connected to to us. It's kind of like a digital entity of ourselves and I guess it's it's important to know what's going on behind the apps uh, to me like I I I, I want to make um, my my scoops um, as transparent as possible so I post it on Twitter so everyone can see that like everyone just everyone yeah um, so have these companies like that you have scooped, uh, like Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, these are huge, huge tech companies in the US. And how do they respond to their apps sort of being scooped? Like surely they're not happy that people are going in and looking at, you know, the new features that they haven't released. How do they sort of respond to this kind of behavior? <laughs> we never really, um, we re- never really communicate directly because um, I couldn't imagine what that would happen. Uh, how that will um what will end up be, but um but yeah like when that happened a lot of a lot of um reporters will ask Facebook publicists about that and they will they will always say no comment on that but like three months later it actually got released so we see the pattern of it um but about the employee I I, I guess um I can see the reaction from them like sometimes like um, when something um, that they f- think as important got, re- uh, got scooped by me um, I can see my follower counts uh, follower counts increase and like a lot of them are from that company so so I found huh so so this is the kind of like a gesture indicating maybe I am scooping something important I guess in the course of um, the, the whole year of me digging apps um, I can see improvement of app security um, in, in the apps. Um, security as in preventing me from scooping the apps. How do they do that? How do they prevent you from looking at code that's out there? Yeah, sometimes um, they make it harder to, to, for me to analyze. Um, sometimes they make it harder for me to make some features possible. And... Like they obscure, like they sort yeah, they, of yeah they yeah they they obscure it and make make the logic harder to be analyzed. 
Have you ever uh, reverse engineered any Chinese apps? Like, you know, we've recently talked about a lot of US apps, right? Um, but yeah, but, you know, obviously, like the equivalent of Facebook might be WeChat. And, you know, that, that scale is still massive. Have you ever tried reverse engineering any of these Chinese technology apps? So there was one time I looked into the, um, the, the logic behind uh, Musical.ly, which is... Um, um, which is made by a Chinese internet company. Um, so I managed to open the the debug panel behind it, and then I managed to turn on some of the UI design change. But th- that's that's about it. Yeah, I um, there's certainly a possibility of of um, looking into behind walls behind maybe like WeChat or Taobao and something like that. Um, that's that's definitely the area I'm open to explore. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do you deal with sexist comments that you sometimes receive on your Twitter? Like, you know, when I'm on your Twitter, I've seen some people made some not very nice comments, um, either because you're a woman or because you're Asian. How do you sort of respond to that kind of, you know, rhetoric? I guess I guess the first I would kind of look into whether the account is real or not. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, again, this is the internet. Everything happens, right? And trolls happens, and sometimes, like I, I put. Usually, I just um like kind of shove it away, um because that's just noise to me. But sometimes, if it like if if actually like. Sometimes I would just um respond to them, um in a way to point out like um, the the flaws in their so called arguments. And then kind of shut them down. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the challenges you've encountered um, scooping apps and publishing them on Twitter? Oh yeah. Um, I guess sometimes um, people might f- might kind of like um, underestimate the the amount of effort I put on scooping those apps, and they might thought, hey, maybe that's just another screenshot I could just copy. And then, oh, maybe like, um, why does she put the watermark on it? Or you could just erase it. But but to me, like that's, like I I really wish people could see more. Um, could I wish people could emphasize more into the citation or the source of the scoops? Because like I, sometimes I put like six hour or eight hours or like even like eighteen hours on scooping those those apps, and um. It it happens sometimes. Um, before I used to kind of privately ask them, could you could you could you not do that again? And then and then usually they would just kind of like um stopped. But but uh, I guess like as my exposure um uh, continues to grow, um the occurrence of this happening will happen more. So I guess like f- at some point I would just kind of stop stop kind of kind of hide the name and you just kind of um, start calling people out basically <laughs> so, yeah sometimes I would just call people out if, if that's a blatant purposely um, plagiarism but but, but if, if, if they're kind of like if kinda, they didn't know that um, usually I would just give them a benefit of the doubts I would just kind of privately talk to them mm. so usually that will resolve yeah mm. you know obviously um with you scooping apps and everything, have you ever been approached by these tech companies or, you know, other, I mean, I don't know, even tech media who might be very interested in what you do specifically and might want to hire you for it? And 
um, as a follow-up to that question, what do you hope to do in the future? Like, do you want to work in one of these companies that you have been scooping? Like, that would be actually quite, quite, you know, quite interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. I have been, I've been receiving, uh, definitely. I've been receiving different, um, different referrals f- um, from different Facebook employees in the course of the entire year. And wait, wait. So the Facebook employees like ask you like hey do you like want to work at facebook i can refer you like they want to refer you yeah oh yeah because i do they get I, i'm sure they get a referral bonus and they're like we need this person we should bring this talent yeah. <laughs> into our company and then and then sometimes facebook sometimes twitter sometimes google snapchat i think snapchat also happen and shopify like like um those company it, it happens and and i i see that as a form of recognition not officially, of course, but I see that as a form of recognition. That's, hey, maybe, maybe there's something valuable behind my skill set, and sometimes tech um, publication might want to have a deal with me about about like um, being able to assess the scoops ex- exclusively. Um, to to me, like I, I'm I'm not sure if I, if I can make that um, possible because. I, I just want my scripts to be free accessible to everyone, regardless of how newsworthy it is. So you always yeah. only exclusively post your scoops on Twitter, like that's where you will post it first, and that's where everyone can see it. Yeah, because because um, posting it on Twitter, um, it it makes it's very easy for everyone to assess it to maybe like engage, maybe to leave comments. Instead, if I if I am to open a blog site myself, people might have to sign up and maybe people, I might have to maintain the bandwidth behind it and it costs money and I just do this for free. I guess in, in the long run, I, I, will, I would love to, I would love to like be one of, like uh, join one of those teams in order to maybe like bring the world closer together, um, like improve the apps. Uh, maybe in terms of security or or the the features um, at, at some point. Do you have a dream company that you want to work for, or it's all up in the air right now? I, I'm I'm open. My 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 Twitter or LinkedIn is open. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter. If you're interested in hiring Jane, you should contact her ASAP. <laughs> probably when she graduates. Probably when she graduates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But otherwise, I think we have come to the end of this week's episode of Inside China Tech. Thank you very much, Jane, for you know being our guest on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It was very me. lovely to have you here today. Yes. And uh, yeah, join us next week for more insights into. The China Tech Scene, and um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's at Zensu, and if you want to follow Jane on Twitter, that's Wong M Jane. So W O N G M Jane. And also, if you want to read more of SCMP's tech stories, um, you should check out scmp.com/tech. That's where we publish our daily stories every day. All right, see you next week. See ya. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.